You're listening to Yellow Packaging by Jesslyn and Colton. We're two Asians born and raised in Vancouver, living our lives through the perspective of a growing minority. Our podcast is about nothing, about something, and about everything. We talk about issues going on in our lives, our city, and how that relates back to our place in a Western society. So sit back, listen up, and get a new view on what it's like. Get a new view on what it's like to live in Vancouver. To live in Vancouver. Hello, hello. Hello, welcome, welcome back to 63, episode yes, 63. episode 63. Last we chatted, it was uh, the elections. Yes, the elections. Yes. Um, maybe a quick update on that. You know, not the outcome I was hoping for. Definitely not. But uh, ABC. Yeah. Yeah, how ABC dare they? Won. Yeah, I mean, ABC. Well, you know what? Everyone came out. Yeah, exactly. They voted. That's what's most important, right? Yes. I think they said the voter turnout was one of the highest. Yeah. Um, it just goes to show that, you know, politics is becoming more of an important thing in everybody's lives, not just old people. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I definitely think that um, when I was younger, I didn't really give a shit about politics and I don't know if it's just like a age thing or a mentality thing or a maturity thing at that, like at those ages, but I well, feel it's like... it's actually, you can feel the effects of it. As yeah. a kid, you're running a playground, you're not like, True. hey, where's the, <laughs> where's the mayor? We but need more playgrounds. What is illegal voting age? 18? I think so. So even at 18, I didn't give a shit about politics shit. though, right? So yeah. it's just like, I think something needs to, some kind of education needs to happen about that though, to say the least. But I just don't know how. Well, at 18, you're not owning property. You're still living at home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, maybe your responsibilities are so limited. Yeah. What I would say is like, I don't know, coming out of our last episode where we talked about the elections and everything and just went over the parties, I definitely, I obviously it was clear that we were biased towards like a certain party. But I would say that like, I think I, like, I think after the results came out on ABC Party One, I definitely was like, I'm willing to change my mind and opinion. You know what I mean? I'm willing to say I was wrong. Right? So, yeah, great. Ken Sim got yeah, let's voted. See. Yeah, let's see what he does, right? Well, he did promise a lot of great things. Yeah, exactly. Like that 100 cops, mm. 100 nurses, yeah. which obviously is not going to happen <laughs> because they didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, what was it? Like affordability, sustainability. Like, yeah. they said all the right things. Yeah. Plus, they, like, really gave into that, you know, the fear of, mm-hmm. like, Vancouver's so dangerous now. Yeah. Totally. And I'm not, I'm not saying that like also like mayor, like the former mayor Kennedy Stewart was going to like obviously make Vancouver better or anything. Right. So like, yeah, okay, fine. We let's, let's change it. Let's see. Let's see what he can yeah. do. Right. Like I'm, I, I'm hoping that he lives up to his promises, you know, um, and that, you know, that we do see an improvement because right now Vancouver is in dire need of something. I mean, from like, not only from the homeless situation, but yeah. the medical system, like, you know, all that well, stuff. Well, you know happening. what, once he's done his vacation yeah. in Dubai, <laughs> He'll feel more refreshed. Yeah, exactly. Since he just started yeah. his job here. I mean, I, I saw the article, and yeah. I think he did say that he had booked that. That trip was actually booked prior to him and even it, becoming And it's his mayor. own, he, it's out of his own pocket. Yeah, exactly. And then second, um, apparently we're supposed to be hosting the World Cup too. Yeah, exactly. And there's a huge debacle on that right now. Yeah. So he was saying, like, he's one of those people that want to be, you know, in the front line. Yeah. So this like, is like another experience for yeah him, so i mean yeah let's see right i mean he's only been in office for like what a couple months to say the least quote unquote months, in it's like a month yeah exactly not even in yeah office, that's true but whatever yeah, you know. exactly let's see like yeah. i'm i'm definitely willing to change my mind and i have no doubt that the media is gonna do what they can to kind of create you know biased opinions and you know over exaggerated articles so i just 
like you know show me the receipts and then i'll form an opinion from that at the next yes. election yeah yeah exactly right. go ken sen also he's the first um chinese yeah, or asian exactly canadian to represent exactly and there is something nice about that right yeah. so let's hope that you know let's hope that he does the representation well you know what i mean um it's funny though right like kind of i mean not totally apples for apples but like looking at how the uk does things like you know um not does things per se but just like you know with their elections um the prime minister elections you know how like it somebody really put it uh pretty like clearly is that you know they only hire they don't hire they only elect female prime ministers when they're expected to fail you know what i mean oh you know what she didn't i heard she didn't have a chance yeah exactly the way it all went down yeah him leaving or what's his name boris yeah boris yeah but it's just funny right it's just like that it's it's a really i feel like it's just a a real setback right for females it's like a real slap in the face to be like yeah we hired a female prime minister and she couldn't even do it like yeah look at that girl yeah 34 days or whatever it was yeah but it's like there's no context being given in regards to those statements right so true i just hope that we do it better in north america at least whether it's you know canada or u.s well other I guess North America, other European countries. Yeah, New Zealand. Uh, New Zealand, yeah. that's a big one. Was yeah. it Finland? Yeah, I think Finland's one? another one. Yeah. Yeah, and they're but, doing it right. Exactly, but where's the limelight? I mean, I know New Zealand got a, a huge like spotlight during the COVID and how they yeah. handled everything and how great that prime, president, prime minister was. But yeah, I just hope that, you know, like, do you feel like it, like being a female, do you feel like you, like these kinds of things with like, you know, the UK prime minister is like, do you feel impacted by that as a female? I, I don't know, like maybe because I've seen it, you don't see it enough where they yeah. get the representation. I'm just feeling, eh. Yeah, it doesn't I, really. I it doesn't really affect me, but maybe it should. Yeah. And that's probably like what's wrong. We're all just like, eh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. And eh, they tried, right? Oh, yeah. She tried her best. True. Yeah. But I don't know. Yeah. Um, no, not really. It doesn't really <laughs> affect me. But I do feel like cheering, like when New Zealand, um, they did put the spotlight on her with the Hachi tackled everything plus yeah. she's a mother as well yeah exactly because like, like get on her yeah and then the mayor of finland they tried to slander her because she went partying or something yeah, like that she wasn't even drinking she <laughs> was just having fun with her friends it's oh, like okay and yet people are like just like you know like going you should see half the shit these like male leaders yeah. kind of do and get up to and the scandals like look at bill clinton he still hasn't i mean nobody will let him let that one off the oh no and <laughs> he did way more than partying yeah, with his girlfriend exactly and yet monica Lewinsky got the brunt of it i know poor girl yeah, it just goes to show you how, you know, I mean, that's a long time ago, but, you know, but media can be very today. biased. It is. Exactly, 100%. Um, Anyways. Yeah, so yeah, can Sam. Yeah. Let's just see how it goes. Yeah, exactly. And what, we're like kind of near the end of November now. Actually, we are at the end of November. It'll be December soon. Um, yeah. What are some things going on in, in our world that, you know, that have happened since you recorded? I think, you know, uh, RSV is definitely a huge yeah terrifying thing for parents i think well it sounds like it is and it's um everyone's bringing their kids to the er yeah exactly no room there's no room yeah or yeah anywhere to put them there's like no overflow so i've been seeing that a lot in the news as a parent do you feel like panicked about that or do you feel like oh my god like my child is in danger or or, like what are your thoughts on that i i don't i'm also not one to feel like i need to bring my kid to the er right I am a very panicked parent. Like, yes. I'll tell you that. Like, yeah. I sleep with worry, like, all the time. Right. Um, but 
RSV. Like, I have a friend whose daughter yeah. has it, and she was on a nebulizer, mm-hmm. um, but there's nothing you can really do. It's kind of like COVID in a sense, right? Yeah, it's just let it pass. Yeah. They might need a ventilator, but that's like a worst case scenario. Isn't there a vaccine for RSV or no? No, I don't know. Okay, I don't yeah. Think so. So I guess there's not much you can do otherwise. I mean, even if you get a vaccine, what if the kid has it? It doesn't really do anything, right? So you kind of have to like, it's more preventative if you get a vaccine. But yeah. You have it's... to write it out. Like another friend of mine, their child has asthma and mm-hmm. he's been in and out of um, children's hospital. Right. This last, I guess, since um, October. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, a couple of days there and then he'll come home and then he has to go back in. Yeah. Now his like, inhaler isn't working. Right. It's scary. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not too worried. I don't know what it is. Maybe all my worry went into COVID and I'm just like, eh, sounds like a cold. Yeah. It's, I feel like, I know, part of me, like, I don't, to be honest, like, I don't, I don't know what it's like, you know, in this, like, I'm a kind of a recluse right now, so I don't really go out and see what's going on in yeah. the world to say the least. But I wonder if it's because, you know, the, how, how the pandemic, you know, focused COVID was that the media is kind of like using RSV as like, you know, okay, now we're past COVID, but you know, here's another thing to worry about. And yeah. this is what we're going to talk about and cover, you know, to fill, fill that extra airspace. You know what I mean? I don't know. I could be, I feel like I, maybe I'm being totally insensitive maybe to it. Maybe you're right yeah. too. Cause I feel like they, they do that. Yeah. It's not so much COVID anymore. Yeah. But now it's COVID, the flu and it's Yeah, RSV. Exactly. It's like, be scared totally and part of me wonders too it's because of all the like you know the covid lockdowns and stuff like kids haven't been exposed to like stuff that they would have been exposed to year after year after year right it's kind of like we went into hibernation this is really the first winter where we're opened up again yeah so it's bound to happen where people are going to get sick right i mean yeah it's good for us too build our immune system yeah to an extent for sure (laughs) it's good to be sick especially little ones for sure so I, i i'm conflicted right i like I don't know because RSV affects children, so I can't say for sure what the the, the, the truth of it is. And maybe it's both, yeah. right? Maybe it is the new sensationalizing things. And maybe it's also the fact that, yeah, like hospitals are like filled to the brim end. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes the media can really sensationalize things and make me question if I'm actually hearing the truth or am I just hearing things on repeat? You know what yeah. I mean? I. Uh... The, the symptoms for that is the same as a cold. Yeah, so, for sure. So Could be RSV. But I know there, but there is like issues with breathing there is, though, right? There is like respiratory Like the more severe, issues. right? But yeah. yeah, it starts with like a runny nose. Oh my gosh, Eli. Decreasing appetite. Oh my gosh, coughing. Is well, he? that's what I'm wondering, right? No. D- does Eli have it? You know what I mean? And if he has it, what are the, what are the, the steps to take? You know what I mean? Yeah, it'd be a nebulizer. Well, there you go. Yeah. I mean. For that age anyways. Yeah. Well, you know, knock on wood that your kids are safe and, you know, they are healthy, healthy and yeah, just don't have to get to that point Yeah, to say the least. Yeah. But yeah. So besides RSV, we've had, um, what did we have? We had Thanksgiving. Yes. Thanksgiving. And then we had. Wait, was it? We didn't have Thanksgiving then? No. Uh, when we talked last, that was that was the day of we were going to get Thanksgiving oh, dinner. Oh, okay. And then there was Halloween, there was my Halloween. favorite time yeah. of the year. So you nailed it again with uh, your Halloween costume. No, this to might say be the, the last year. If uh, you saw the pictures, Eli has a cookie yeah. in every single photo. <laughs> um, it's hard to yeah. orchestrate that. What was your favorite costume you did for the kids? 
Um, I think I like the bank robbers. Yeah. Although when you said I should have added the tooth, that haunted me forever. Do I do this again? Will they let me do it again? And I was like, no, it's good as is. I feel like you set you set uh, an expectation and a bar for yourself every time you do these Halloween costumes. Yeah. So it's like for you to just stop is kind of a disservice to your followers. I know. How dare I? I'm going to do it so simple. Next year, it's just going to be like eyeliner mustaches. And yeah. I'll be like, oh. Um, French people. <laughs> <laughs> Parisians. Parisians. Um, Eli will wear a hold a baguette. Yeah. Boom. French. <laughs> the French. Yeah. Uh, we'll figure it out. I already have a list going on. But it was Halloween good for you, though? It was really good. Yeah. yeah we did uh, the Roundhouse, the carnival there, right. and then we did a little bit of trick-or-treating. Amazing. So. Success. Um, yeah, we did uh, 16th Avenue. The thing with that is there's so many stairs. Yeah. Like, each house had stairs you had to walk up. Yeah. And poor girl was getting tired, <laughs> but, like, she did not fill up her bucket. Yeah. So she had to keep going. she fill it up? She did. So how do you ration the ki- the candies? Um... Well, she'll have a few, and then she seems to be happy with a few. Yeah. And then it's up for taking. Is that all for you then? And then we eat. Yeah. yeah, pretty much. She'll have like one a day, maybe. Yeah. Or not, like whatever. Yeah. So. I, I think in our last, last year when we did our Halloween episode, we talked about our Halloween traditions and what we do post-trick-or-treating. Yeah. So do you, did you still do that with Issa's candy? Yeah. So we split it up. Yeah. And then she got to pick, and yeah. then we watched um, some Halloween movies. Nice. Which are actually scarier now for her this year. Like the ones we watched last year, yeah. not scary. This year, terrifying. I think it comes with the fact that she understands yeah. what's going on more now. Whereas before, it's just moving things and moving pictures, right? Yeah. Now, now it's now just it's... like, dear Jesus. <laughs> yeah, she understands It was the mean. Muppets. It was the Muppets Halloween. Like yeah. not scary at all. Well, I don't think it's scary. Yeah. But to a kid who's never really watched, been exposed to this kind of thing before, yeah. it's an entirely new experience. Yeah, there right? were ghosts in this one. Yeah. But yet Coraline wasn't scary. And we watched that like months ago. But you got scared. I was very scared. I still think about those children. That's how terrifying that. that I should lend you the book to read. It's actually you have. I'm not going to read it, so I'll give it back to you. I didn't know I lent it to you. Yeah, I was going to read it, and then I decided not to. It's a good book. It is. I'm sure. (laughs) Cool. I mean, I guess I remember last year we talked about how Hocus Pocus was one of my favorite Halloween movies. Oh yes. And then Hocus Pocus two came out this year. Did you watch it yet? No. Okay, it's good. Would you recommend compared to Hocus Pocus? Oh no, Hocus Pocus one is like by far number one. We watched that in the drive-in. Issa really enjoyed it. No, the first one. one. Yeah, yeah. At the Grassmaner. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Lovely, and that was Halloween. That was Halloween. And then fast forward to now, we're kind of like a month from Halloween. Yep, summer's over. Summer's definitely over. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's the snow on Tuesday. Yeah, it's over. So, but that's fine. It's it's funny though, right? Like. When summer is ending, I'm always like, oh, I, I, I'm watching my, my life fade away, you yeah. know, as summer disappears. And then like, boom, I was just thinking about it now. It's like, oh, we're actually like halfway through winter almost. Not halfway. Actually, no, that's not true. Just, we're at the start of winter. Yeah. <laughs> what do you know what I mean? Like we got through fall. Yeah. But fall was kind of a pass anyways because, yeah, summer was long. But now we're in winter. Yeah. Shit go by in a breeze. Well, summer was hanging by the fingernails. Yeah, I was like, exactly. I will not leave. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to dry the shit out of your city. Yeah. I think it made the welcoming of fall a lot easier. The fact that we went through like a really dry Yeah, it was spell. a scary climate change yeah, kind exactly. of ish, ish uh, time. Do you feel like climate change is becoming more um, of a 
guiding principle for you in regards to your life and how you, how you do things or how you choose yeah, things? Yeah, I definitely think about it. If you if you see what's been happening, but he dove yeah. what, that fled last year yeah, yeah. and um, the highways were all... Yeah, like disappeared. Uh, yeah, disappeared and destroyed. Yeah. And then the longest summer ever. Yeah. But also a late start to the summer too. Like, right. it's scary. Like, how do you plan for that? Yeah. But then I also feel like we cannot do much on our own. Right. It's like, fine, take the plastic straws away. Yeah. Okay, you know what's so ridiculous? And this is part of my sour. Yeah. It's like the whole thing about plastic bags. Like, okay, we have to get rid of the plastic bags. Yeah. Down to paper bags. Yeah. These like weird fiber, fibrous, yeah. like yeah. Pl- uh, reusable bags right. that are don't even work. Totally. They like break apart. Yeah. Then the other day when it was raining, I saw that people had plastic clear bags over their paper shopping bags that like defeats the purpose the whole thing is so irritating and it's like if we're doing our part like what's the other countries doing yeah like what's the offset of that right yeah, yeah. so we're what like probably very very small percentage yeah. in how we affect totally. in terms of our plastic use yeah. but like asia like they put drinks in oh, it oh yeah totally with their plastic straws exactly. i doubt they have a recycling no, plan or don't. anything so what yeah. are we doing really okay let's riff on that after i know when we get to sour, okay that's what I have so a, yeah, yeah the climate change thing i think about it a lot and then i think what am i actually impacting it and in what way am yeah. i what is my contribution doing this? to that yeah, what is my contribution for sure i get it um interesting so anyways yeah it was just like the other day i saw it and it enraged me and then i kept seeing it and i was like my heart cannot take it <laughs> the rage yeah sometimes it's just like there's so much going so much wrong with the world yeah that it's just like where do you how do you deal you know what i mean yeah rage that's kind of where I feel sometimes it's so overwhelming. I think yeah. that's partially why I'm a bit more of a, a recluse yeah. than I have been before. It's just like, I don't want to deal with people. I don't want to see well, how awful the world is. Do not <laughs> want to step out there. There's some awful shit, yeah. including shit exactly. out there. Totally. And also it's like, I feel like I don't know where, like I want to help. I just don't know where to start either. Yeah. You know what I mean? Don't so. start with plastic. Cause that's <laughs> thumbs yeah. down. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Enough of that. Oh, yeah. So this is a comedy podcast, <laughs> and it's hilarious so far. I hope we're funny if we're I'm... a comedy podcast. <laughs> we should change the description to moody. We're yeah, a totally. moody podcast. We're a, you know, hot topics podcast. Hot so. topics. We're hot, hot, hot. Yeah. Speaking of hot topics, yes. um, kind of to bring it back to, you know, our raison d'etre of what we are at yellow packaging Mm -hmm. um i found a really good article that i wanted to share and kind of riff on and talk about and get your expertise since you are a mother of two now um so an article uh that was posted on this website that i follow called it's nice that um what is that website again it's nice that it's nice that uh written by liz gorney um it's a it's nice that is like a graphic design kind of like newsletter uh kind of like a news website to kind of talk about all things graphic design or just design in general Mm -hmm. but they do a lot of stuff on like you know diversity articles you know people of color uh lgbtqia plus like all that stuff so they kind of mix that in with how that impacts the art world right so it's nice that posted an article on november 14th um uh about uh representation from a people of color perspective um and so the article 
talks about, you know, how over a third of children don't feel represented in books they read, but not only books, media in general Mm -hmm. as well. But the focus of this research that was done was on books. Um, So primarily, it was about the impacts of representation on a child's self-esteem and its importance in how they place themselves in the world um, based on the media and the books they read uh, specifically. Um, and how that impacts, you know, their feeling of belonging and, you know, existing in the world. Um, So, uh, to expand on that, um, this this company, I can't remember, the research company called Wonderbly, W-O-N-D-E-R-B-L-Y. So they uh, talked with uh, a thousand children and their parents, um, uh, and the research... uh, with these children and parents show that the industry continues to fail to represent a diverse range of genders and ethnicities. Um, so based on their research with this, this sample size, um, they found out that almost seven in every 10 parents, um, 67% to be exact, believe that if their child sees, so this is their parents, right? Yep. If they see, if the child sees characters that are like them, it will enable them to feel like they can achieve anything. Right. So that's what the children's believe. But at the same time in this research, they found the report revealed that more than a third of children don't feel represented in books they read because of their gender or their ethnicity. Um, uh, so just kind of spitting out some more facts from this research, uh, they found that 36% of children said they have never seen a character they relate to on television, with 44% of children saying they like to see more people like them in films. So I guess, you know, see, parents are... I guess more vocal about these kinds of things, yeah. right? And kind, of, I wouldn't say like over exaggerate per se, but like they they feel things on a more impactful level than kids do, right? Kids are kind of just like black and white for the most part, right? Um, so sixty seven percent, I can see why parents like that many parents feel that way, but thirty six percent of children saying that they never see a character they can relate to, and then within that, forty four percent of them saying they like to see more people. That's less than half, right? But it's also a big chunk. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on that? Do you do you think that's something that's alarming or do you think that's... Um... So this is the age group 6 to 12. Yes. Um, the shows Issa watches mm-hmm. are mostly ponies right, right. now. Yeah. So in terms of finding representation, yeah. um, it's more like personality. So right. I think in her age group. Yeah. But I will say... Um, like as a parent who's you know Filipino, mm-hmm. it is hard for me yeah. to find toys mm-hmm. or movies that have that representation. I agree. Like for the longest time, Issa really liked Tangled. She's a white girl with right. yellow hair. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like we don't have yellow hair at mm-hmm. home, so it's like where do we find this? And our right. Barbies, we try to find ones that are, um, you know, have a tan. And yeah, they're not all. Not all of them are blonde. You still yeah. have to have a blonde one in there. Right. So it's, yeah. You know, culture. Exactly. Everyone, all are welcome. Yeah. But yeah, I, I do find that. So it's like Pixar has turning red. Yeah. Um, Issa identified with Moana. Mm-hmm. She had dark hair. Yeah, they had then, Raya as well. Yeah, Raya. And then they have what? Mulan? Mulan. So that's like four. Yeah. In in the mass majority of, yeah, which you is, know, Anglo-centric or whatever. Anglo-Saxon yeah. kind of looking people. Totally. Right. Like Belle would be like what? Somewhere in the middle maybe, but she's like a French brown haired. Oh, white is white. <laughs> white is white. Fine. I'm just saying like blonde hair, blue eyes. I would say I Jasmine, like Aladdin probably. Oh yeah, Jasmine. Person, we right? didn't watch that. I was like, oh. uh, I forgot why we didn't. It was a lot of, there was 
of kissing scenes in that one. I think that's how we stopped. Innuendo, like sexual innuendo. Yeah. And also Issa didn't like that her belly button was showing, oh. which is probably like my... You brought that, you put yeah, on Yeah, I her. probably put that on her early on and then I got her in a costume because I'm disgusting yeah. like that. No, you aren't. <laughs> I was like, yeah, 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 I get it. She's showing too much for skin, but now you can show <laughs> exactly. your skin. Pimp your daughter. Oh, I know. I feel bad. No, don't. It's, it was adorable. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good uh, to know. But yeah, I do. I do feel that, and in, in our books as well. Like, yeah. It's um, it's limited, but a lot For of sure. the characters are um, animals. Yeah. So it's more like identifying as with the, with with the, the personality, personality, yeah, or like yeah. the emotions. Because I think something I, I went through the article as mm-hmm. well. They talked about um, normalizing feelings. Yeah. And early on, when Issa had a strong feeling about something, mm-hmm. we referenced a book. Yeah. But that was more like circumstantial. Yeah. Uh, like when she couldn't wait, we got mm-hmm. a book called Waiting is Not Easy. And yeah. we always refer back to that elephant. Yeah. Or like Daniel Tiger is a great one mm-hmm. too for those kind of feelings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I think like, you know, taking the human out of these the, the media that the children consume is helpful and, you know, maybe not necessarily um, making them feel like they don't fit in or like they can't yeah. relate, but it does translate in different ways, right? Through, you know, inward kind of personalities and emotions and feelings and processing and all that stuff right yeah but it's good to know though right like as a parent these things influence your choices and what you decide to give your child right yeah yeah interesting like when you were growing up was there a character that you identified with Um, or like you really enjoyed no no like in in, like think children's okay i think uh, children's Books, definitely not. Okay. I never really, it was all like white kids for the most part. I remember there was one book about a Vietnamese family, but for me, I didn't really understand what Vietnamese was when I was oh, okay. like four. So, but for me, it resonated, it's obviously I still remember it because it was uh, East Asian, you know, like, you know, a Chinese kind of like looking, looking person. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is something I should read, you know? Yeah. And kind of relate to, but that was the, ex- I mean, also, the kid from Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Was the Chinese kid. Yeah. yeah. Was his name kid? <laughs> yeah. Who was... I don't know. Who, yeah, anyways. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he was like one of the first, you know, Chinese, speaking my language, Cantonese. Yeah. Young, like, like me, you know? So, like, yeah. that was like, oh, cool, I can relate to... Th- I do feel like, yeah, actually, I could feel like I could relate to him. Yeah. And you I, know what I mean? Could, did you feel like you could do the things he could do? Because he was... Wasn't he pretty adventurous? Yeah, he was like the, the, the crazy, like you know sidekick you know (laughs) but yeah interesting though yeah it's thinking back in our time there was definitely a lot less than there is now okay like in television representation and then in book representation representation very little i guess i I mean for me like i'm thinking back like i was really into comic books so i was really into the x-men and there were no jubilee i didn't even know jubilee was asian Asian. but she is yeah she's chinese ah yeah Jubilation Lee is her name, but it was never really outward expressed that she was Asian, you know what I mean? Or Chinese. Well, it's not like she said it. No, but... But she looked Asian. But she was adopted, I think, as well. So her parents were white, as far as I can remember. Oh. But yeah, so it's like, it's kind of like... And also the way they drew her, she looked white. Oh, I thought she looked Asian Maybe with a bit of the eyes, I guess. But anyways, yeah. I didn't really relate to her, so to say the least. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's a girl too. Maybe yeah, that's something. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, moving on okay, yeah. to this. Um, I, I, but no, like, I want to riff on this more. Um, so yeah, thirty-six percent of children said they noticed a character. Forty-four percent saying that they'd like to see more people like them in films, 
And then from a parent perspective, 62%, so more than half, believe their child would read more often if the main character was similar to them, while 61% stated that a lack of representation when it came to race and gender had put them off reading altogether. Okay, so 62% of children believe that their children would read more, but then 61% of children stated that a lack of representation... Oh, I don't get it. Had put them off. So it's like 62 of their parents were like, yeah, 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 they would read more if they saw more of themselves in this book. And then 61% stated that the lack of representation had put them off reading. Which, that sounds like kind of baloney to me. Yeah, I wonder how the question was phrased. Also, it's like, uh, there's TV and all that other stuff. It's like... If they had a stack of books mm-hmm. of people like them, would they be reading it? Yeah. Probably not. If yeah. you're asking a six to twelve year old, totally. But I think there is something there, right? If, if the children are saying this, like, um, there, there, there has to be some kind of like, I don't know how to explain sure, it. Sure, maybe yeah. there's it. It could also be. I'm just guessing here, but like because they hadn't seen it early on, that interest in reading yeah. didn't start early, so it like trickled into their later years. Where totally, they just didn't. Yeah, exactly. Hundred percent. Don't care for it so much. I agree. Um, yeah. So out of the thousand children aged six to 12, um, this survey company made one poll, which was commissioned by Wonderbully alongside their parents. Um, uh, so a total of the, out of, out, out of the, sorry, out of the thousand children aged six to 12, 74% point out the characters always look the same. Um, that the blonde hair, blue eyes. Kind yeah, of exactly. So, uh, kind of want to, so branching off of that, right. You know, in 2020 with the Black Lives Matter movement, there was a huge surge, right? in like people of color, representation, you know, really seeing these things in media. But there was a spike. But what we're seeing now is that that spike was short-lived, to say the least. Um, Like in terms of publication or people showing interest in... Publication. So like actually showing this in media, right? Um, So uh, so within this report, um, they analyzed... 1,511 of children's bestsellers published between 2012 and 2021. Um, The report outlined the following. The percentage of black characters in children's bestsellers decreased by 23% from 2020 to 2021. Um, They said there was a 31% decrease in children's bestsellers by black authors from 2020 to 2021. In 2021, there were still 3.5 children's bestsellers by a white author for every bestseller by a black author. Mm. Um, and then the report concluded that following uptake in representation in 2020, sorry, in 2020, um, when there were more black characters than white characters in children's bestsellers for the first time ever, the de- increase in diversity not only halted, but took a step backwards in 2021. So it actually went even further below than what the standard was prior to 2020. Um, so yeah, it's just interesting to see that like, you know, while Black Lives Matter did kind of raise a lot of attention, and I seriously thought from my perspective that post-Black Lives Matter, we were seeing like a more larger representation of people of color, of black representation. But it's interesting to see based on this article that there was actually like a reversal. You know what I mean? Yeah. That it actually went back. Um, so anyways, the um, in addition to that, um, the article, uh, not uh, the wonder, the sorry, the representation article, um, that with that survey, the thousand children also said that there's a lack of characters shown as having a physical disability. Um, and then one of the top things that uh, are lacking representation are transgender, transgender representation. Mm, yes. Yeah. 
So I guess to sum it up, you know, the founder of Wonderbly and the CEO said that it's vital in engaging a child for them to feel like they can relate to either the story or the characters involved. When children see themselves as the hero of a story, it helps them believe that they can do anything they can imagine. That any story they imagine could be their story, which I fully agree with, yeah. you know. Um, I think, you know, representation in color does have a really important part in a child's kind of like formation of who they are in the world. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we're living proof of that yeah we didn't see that growing up totally there were limitations to us exactly I think at some point we thought well for me too like yeah being white was superior yeah to being who i was and being almost a sh- you know shameful. yeah i agree definitely um and i you know what it's nice to see there are like, yeah in toys like oh i only had Morning. one asian yeah. doll the rest of them were like white and a black doll yeah yeah um but isa has more yeah more Dolls More of color, dolls of toys color, of color yeah. toys of color, yeah. books yeah. that um, have stories with, mm-hmm. you know, not just animals, but like Asian girls. Yeah, exactly. Do you, f- definitely from when, from when we grew up to where Isa is now, there's definitely like a, there's definitely a huge increase in representation. Yeah. But I wonder for, you know, kids that were say born in the more closer uh, time frame, right? Like if, if, if it actually is true, like, I mean, the report says it all right there, but has there actually been a true decrease from you know from blm you know the blm movement to now like you know where it spiked and then it actually went negative like that's kind of that for me that was really shocking like i would have thought that this isn't a fad this isn't a trend but there's actually something we need to like you know soldier on and make a priority and you know essential in any kind of media that we publish but it's interesting to say the least yeah i haven't paid much attention Mm -hmm. to that but we you know, the last two years, we did receive a few books that had a lot of talk about race and representation. Yeah. Um, one of them was uh, LeBron James. He wrote a book mm-hmm. called I Promise. Okay. Uh, but it was, you know, a lot of, um, like, black characters mm-hmm. in it, too. Yeah. I mean, like, like Black Panther. You know what I mean? Like, the whole the whole franchise of that. Crazy Rich Asians, you know, like... But wasn't there Wakanda Minda Minda King? Wakanda Forever? <laughs> yeah, Wakanda Forever. <laughs> Wakanda Minda. Yeah. What about it? That, that's like a sequel to that. Yeah, exactly. It? Like the franchise yeah, of the, the Black Panther. Yeah, But yeah, I do think like, I mean, there have always been, like not have always been, but there has been representation of Black people in media, right? I feel it's like, you know, white people, Black people, yeah. Hispanics. Yeah. And then, then the others. The Asian food aisle. I think Chinese. <laughs> yeah. And Nowadays, then you yeah. have like whatever the rest. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it's it's interesting. But uh, I this reading through that article and it's nice that they actually did they actually uh, called out another article that um, no not article but a research that um, was done by Nicole Martins from the Indiana University um, as well as Kristen Harris of University of Michigan. Um, so they, I didn't, I didn't read the full report because you have to pay for it, but essentially what they did was um, uh, a research or essay or document on the impact of representation on a child's self-esteem. Specifically, a uh, they did a panel survey of 396 white and black pre-adolescent boys and girls. Um, um, what they did was they assessed the long-term effects of television consumption on global self-esteem. The result yeah. revealed television exposure after controlling for age, body satisfaction, and baseline self-esteem was significantly related to children's self-esteem. 
specifically television exposure, predicted a decrease in self-esteem for white and black girls and black boys and an increase in self-esteem among white boys. So, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, I think. Like, and I think, like, you know, this this all ties together right, with, like, the media that we consume, whether it's yeah. literature, books, and stuff. But, like, I definitely know for me growing up, I all the media that I watched, all the comics that I read, all the books that I read were white-centric. All the games that I played were white-centric, yeah. right? So it, it kind of goes to show you that, you know, when you don't see yourself represented fairly, it, it does impact how you view yourself and your place in the world. You know yeah, what I mean? I agree. Um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, well, Zach Morris to me is still like, that's like what a hunk looks like. Yeah, exactly. Like our ideas of beauty or attraction or like sexual attraction are based around these media sources. Yeah. So like I often wonder if I grew up in today's time would, I mean, like K-pop is a huge thing now, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, like Chinese food, Asian food is a huge trendy thing, right? So it's just like, would I still carry around some of the, I don't know, the... The, the shame that I have, you know what I mean? I'm not saying I have shame right now, but it's like, it's still there. I think there. it lingers. Yeah, it, it lingers. I think it's, uh, it's still in us. Yeah. We can't rid ourselves. It was, I feel like it's deep. Yeah, it's in ingrained. There. Yeah. Yes. So as like a mother of two, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you protect your child from that? You know what I mean? Like, how do you prevent that from happening? Or is it just inevitable? I don't know. I think it helps to also be exposed to a lot of different people different things yeah i i think i'm very conscious about what we watch Mm and uh, people we see and then things we do and read yeah um i i don't know like there's gonna come a point in time where i can't like you know watch everything she's watching or see whatever she's be doing what she's doing yeah yeah um but you know i'm hoping that whatever we're doing now is gonna like shape her and help her into this world yeah to be like a better than better than who we were raised to be i guess to yeah. say the least right i mean yeah. that is the whole point of being a parent right is you want to raise your kid to be a good citizen yeah, and like I hope a so. woke person who isn't so you know they understand i guess for me like that's kind of what i think is like does this child understand that like the media is biased towards white people she doesn't yeah. <laughs> if you ask her she'll probably be like what yeah, i'll have a conversation I, I with you I don't know. do you feel like you're well represented in the media and books that you watch what is your take on the white anglo-saxon male <laughs> in your in your idea of attraction and then she's like <laughs> what she's, she's like, like I, I like ponies like are you familiar with rainbow dash because that's my girl she does do this thing and i think that's why we stop watching movies with like kissing in it yeah. she'll do like a true love's kiss yeah. and that one is a little bit longer and you have to move your head side to side yeah and i was like what are you doing and she's like that's a true love's kiss yeah. i was like okay then what's a regular kiss and she's like yeah that's it I was like, okay, the true love kiss, it only stays in their family. You can't be true love kissing yeah. other people. But, like, that's a weird thing to do, right? Yeah, like, I mean, it's it, it's innocent. It's innocent, know, From her perspective. Sure. But for, from an adult perspective, we're kind of, I don't mean this to sound the wrong, but we're kind of sexualizing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's also, like, she's seen it. And it's always, like, a, a boy and a girl. Yeah. And it, they're together. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? So it's like, there is a... It's not just your friend. Yeah. Well, maybe she thinks it's their friend. I have yeah. to talk to her. 
So your question is, do you feel like it's very white-centric? I'll ask her that first. <laughs> no, I'll ask her and that. And then I'll ask her... Um, I'll, I'll interview her. Yeah. <laughs> I'll interview her. See uh, where she's at with that. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, maybe it is us, like, sexualized. It is innocent to her. Dreams yeah, kiss. exactly. I mean, like, I think, like, you know, like, obviously, I think about this stuff all the... Like, if, maybe it's not obvious, but for me, I think about this stuff all the time. Every time I'm doing something, I think about... It's always in the back of my mind. It's like, yeah. how am I being represented? Are we being represented? Is there a good representation for, you know, people of color, right? So, in every meeting, and I'm definitely... I know when something is very... Like, I always say, sounds about white, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's kind of, like, my phrase I say to myself when I see something yeah. like that. So... For me, it's always That's like, hilarious. what do I do about it though, right? Like I'm choosing, I'm still watching it. I'm still consuming it, right? So yeah, yeah. But I think being aware of it, I think maybe is helpful. But the shame that comes with that is like, why? You know what I mean? It's like, why are you watching this all white family thing? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, well, it's funny. Yeah, exactly, right? Yeah. <laughs> and that's okay too. Like yeah. it, it shouldn't be like, I'm only going to do yeah. this because... Yeah. Of the POCs or whatever. Totally. Yeah. Like um, I don't want I don't want this whole divide. lack of representation okay. and diversity, yeah. like you said, right? To be like a a hindrance to to me enjoying things. Yeah. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. If, well, you're aware of it. So the yeah. fact that you are aware of it, I think that speaks to something. I mean, do you, does that, like, do you feel the same way? Like, I don't know, when you're watching a movie, when you're reading a book, watching a, like, yeah. even looking at ads, right? Like. So there's like two tiers. It's like POC yeah. and then women representation for me. Right. So lately I've just been reading women authors. Yeah. That's all I'm going to read right now. Right. And it's been like this for the year. Yeah. Um, and now I've included a male author, but he has to be POC. Yeah. Because I've like consumed so much of, you know, uh, white culture yeah. that like I don't know outside of it. Sure, like a lot of the authors are white women. Yeah. yeah. But that's like a woman's story yeah, that a woman's I need to be yeah. exposed to too. I think yeah. I'm educating myself. Plus, it's fucking, some of it's so funny. Like yeah. women are so funny. For sure. Yeah. Um, and then now I'm reading another another one yeah it's it's hard right especially with books it's like it should should the because the author is you know white or you know non whatever white right yeah are we saying that the books that we're consuming is influencing not influencing but like it's it's a white culture perspective or is it actually more about the story it's about, okay, so I, I did read a book. It was by a male mm-hmm. white author. Yeah. Fucking funny, too. Yeah. So it's like you watching, like, an all-white yeah. uh, all white cast. Yeah. yeah. Are you enjoying it? Are yeah. you taking away something? That's something you think about, too. It's like, we can't just, like, restrict ourselves. Totally. And I don't want it to be, like, a divide, too. It's like, yeah. oh, I'm not doing things that are... Totally. White. Yeah, exactly. And I think, I mean, there's certain things where I do stand strong. Like, I think, like, from whether it's, like, political beliefs or they're, like, LGBTQIA yeah. friendly. Like, those kind of, yeah, definitely, like, I'll draw the line there. Like, but when it comes to this kind of thing, yeah. I guess now that I think about it, it's, like, I think if I feel oppressed yeah. or if I feel like, you know, I'm being misrepresented, then it's an issue. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the thing is, like, 
even like Chinese authors or like people of color authors tend to misrepresent people of color as well, right? Like I think a really good example of that is Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, you know, and I said it was a good movie and I saw like a big chunk of it and I was like, I really put my gotta support my yeah, Asian people exactly. goggles on yeah. and it wasn't good and I don't no. like constant movies. Yeah. So I can be okay to say I, I don't enjoy yeah. her as an actor. Exactly. And I think I think for me, it's like, it's not about the movie. It's about the fact that, yes, we're allowed to do these kinds of movies and have yeah. shitty movies because because for every one shitty pe- colored movie, yeah. there's a million shitty white people movies. Yeah, straight to video. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, why can't we have a shitty yeah. movie, right? I don't yes. know. Yes. So looking from that perspective, it opened me up to it a lot more. But it's still, it's like, it's still a shitty movie, and it still re- misrepresents Chinese people. If anything, it only enhances stereotypes, yeah. to say the least. Right. Bling Empire. Don't they have like a third season now? <laughs> I haven't even watched that. I don't need to watch uh, that. Yeah, no, it's garbage. But yeah, so that's kind of what I want to riff on. I'd say, yeah, I think another thing. So I just want to quickly, even playing video games, right? Like, there's there. There's Can't not you pick your avatar though. Um, I mean, depends on the type of video game. Oh, okay. You play yeah. right, but the video games that I'm playing now, a lot of them are white, and it's interesting. You know what I mean? Because they're made by Japanese companies. Oh, but see. They idolize white people, so it's like the Western world. It's true, you know. So yeah. it's like you're playing, you're playing these, you're controlling these characters in these video games that are white. So you're essentially putting yourself in 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 the in the form of a white person, right? So it's just like I think there's still a lot of areas that are lacking, yeah, colored representation to say the least. But yeah, so that's why I'm wondering, like as a child, when you're playing video games, if all the media that you're consuming, do you is yeah, like where are these kids? Are these kids actually thinking, do I see myself? Can I live up to these 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 characters and be these characters? Like, is that actually something that they think about? You know what I mean? Maybe like subconsciously. So I've, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about, um, there's a movie called Encanto. It yeah. was a Disney movie. Right, yeah. Um, and the characters there are not normal characters yeah. you see in a Disney. So, you know, it's just offering some representation. And um, some people have film their kids Mm -hmm. just like reacting to some of the characters like hey that looks just like me look what he can do or like she looks just like Mm -hmm. me Mm -hmm. Uh, my cousin who's old now she identified with one of the the characters that yeah. Maribel. Yeah. And like that changed her. Yeah. Like she just felt like so connected. She's a little bit of an mm-hmm. outcast wears glasses yeah. her hair is like crazy. So it's, that makes sense to her. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, then it so does. It does. Yeah. Even at any age. And like also the little mermaid, like yeah. there's like a string of videos of like girls crying. They're yeah. like, is that girl, is she black? And yeah. then they're just like, Oh my God, yeah. she looks just like me. Like, so there is an impact. It's yeah. huge. It's huge. Especially yeah. for what, you've been raised to see mm-hmm. and see as beautiful yeah, like yeah and then to see someone like you like i think that's that's huge true yeah it just makes you feel like no you're seen representation yeah. yeah exactly in heart of it right yeah yeah interesting yeah it's yeah i'd say like just maybe yeah every time you're watching something always keep i for me it's always in the back of my head right i always point it out too yeah it's like hey that girl is filipino yeah you know or like oh she's got chopsticks or like oh that's stuff what we have or you know what i mean like to like reconnect like affirming yeah and there definitely needs to be more but so there's that list of things that um so i was reading that article too of things that um kids aren't represented in books Mm -hmm. so here's the top 10 let's hear it so being transgender, yeah, that's we knew that mm-hmm. a physical disability, okay, alopecia. I didn't know that was like oh. a big thing. Didn't Caillou have alopecia? 
Who's Kai? Oh, that kid's so annoying. Uh, but yeah, maybe he did have a skin condition. Skin conditions, another one. Right. Female or non-binary, alternative gender identity, mm-hmm. having same-sex parents, having yeah. lost a parent, having di- di- uh, dyslexia, and then being significantly under or above average height. Interesting. And then um, non-heterosexual sexuality. I don't even know what that means. Uh, non-heterosexual sexual. No, you know what? I need a book. Yeah. We need a book for something like that because I also don't know. Yeah. Um, Interesting. Yeah. I mean, one step at a time, we'll get there. I mean, you do sort of get that representation at a very minuscule level, you know, but yeah. They say living in a flat, so living in an apartment. I'd like to see more books That's like that. That's true. Because we obviously don't. Well, I think a lot of people don't. Um, And then one book is uh, where she lives in an apartment Mm -hmm. is Corduroy. Do you know Corduroy? Yeah. So she runs up to her apartment. Right. She has to go up the stairs. Yeah. So she doesn't live in a house. I was like, oh my God, she's just like us. (laughs) We go up the stairs just like her. Yeah, there you go. Um, But she has her own room. So that's like a little bit different. (laughs) So they should add that. Uh, Anyways, that's, uh, those are some topics. Interesting. Yeah. Like you... When you when you when you analyze media and like everything to that kind of detail, it's like you really do see how formulaic things can be sometimes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Formulaic, you know, uh, stereotypical, whatever you want to call it. But it's interesting to say the least that yeah, like I I would have never thought that like living in an apartment is something that is misrepresented to say the least. Yeah, because everyone has a house. <laughs> everyone seems to have their own um, room as well. Yeah. It's hard though, right? It's like, yeah, I don't know. How, how, how do you cover everything? You know what I mean? But at the same time, it's like it's needed. <laughs> so you need a character who yeah. has alopecia, gay parents, yeah. heterosexual sexuality that Non-hetero lives in an ap- apartment. Yeah. I mean, you can't just do everything all at once, right? I think that's just like and a bit has insane. a physical disability. <laughs> yeah, I know Barbie came out with somebody in a wheelchair, so yeah, yeah, we have a wheelchair. Yeah, yeah, interesting. They came out with um like a para Paralympics yeah, line, which exactly. I thought was great. Yeah, um, and very much discounted at Toys R Us. <laughs> so parents, they want it, but they're not going to buy it. Yeah, exactly. Just not for my kid. Just not for it. Oh, I can see. Not, not in, in my not my... <laughs> Exactly. Bingo. God, they nimby toys too. <laughs> Jesus. You know it. Okay. Well, I think that was... Oh, really here's one more. Oh, one yeah, more. Not having a brother or sister. Like a, a single... Like having a... Like being a single child. Is that a thing? What's on the list? And I can see how it could be. Wasn't Muffy from Arthur a single child? Was she? Yeah. She that was like... explains why she's so spoiled. <laughs> and she was rich, yeah. Yeah, she was rich. Her dad apparently, worked at a bank. Apparently, Muffy was Chinese or of Asian descent, even though she was an animal. Anthro- Wasn't anthro- she a dog? Was she? I don't know what she was. I'm going to Google her yeah, now. I think Muffy was supposed to be, like, quote-unquote Chinese. Oh. But, anyways. I don't see it. Her almond eyes don't tell me <laughs> anything. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Yeah, I think that was a really good article, though. I think it's it's I think it's really relevant for both of us and this podcast in general. So I thought it's something I really want to talk about, and you know, I feel like we've talked about it in some way or form in previous episodes, but this article kind of just drives home the fact that this is still an issue yeah. going on in the world and for children. Yes, you know, we believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. <laughs> exactly. Bingo. Yes. 
All right. Well, I guess that leads us to the sweet and sour, sour and sweet. Sour and sweet. All right. Why don't you go first? Let's let's talk about your sour, this plastic situation. Oh yeah. So it, you see it everywhere. Yeah. And it's still bubble tea, for instance. Yeah, I know. It's still plastic straws. Yeah. And even when you get that paper one, like fuck, you cannot jab it yeah. in the plastic exactly. seal. So the whole thing's fucking plastic. I the, don't know. And the paper straws, like they go limp after a long time after a while so yeah yeah. so you got to drink your bubble tea fast bingo seven dollars in two minutes (laughs) you're done get on it um no i agree like i think i don't like plastic has become become so incorporated into our lives as a disposable material yeah so for us to be like we're 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 trying to ban plastic it's not going to happen you know no and everything is made of plastic and we've sold it as like uh, last forever, uh, waterproof. Yeah, exactly. Durable, but long maybe lasting. What can we do to reduce our plastic consumption? I think is what we need. And also, like, what are those alternative plastic things that we can start moving towards? Right. I mean, baby steps to say the least. Right. But I don't know if we'll ever fully be rid of plastic. Right. It's an essential material yeah. in our lives. Right. Like, there's so much in our. In, in our, yeah, in everywhere. In everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, okay, plastic, plastic, yeah, yeah, plastic. Exactly. To say plastic isn't the enemy. It's just our perspective of plastic is the enemy. You know what I mean? How disposable it is, to say the least. Yeah. And I like, you know, going back to your 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 comment about how like people in the Philippines and not, but Southeast Asia and yeah. Asia general, they, plastic is like, it's just disposed of freely and there's no kind of thought process behind it. And I, I think I talked about this before, but like back then, right? Like, all packaging was made using organic materials like banana leaves and like, you know, yeah. corn husks and coconut husks, right? So they could literally just, once you're done with it, just throw it somewhere and it biodegrades naturally, right? Yeah. So to all of a sudden replace all that stuff with plastic, but not really teaching people the the detriments of just polluting with plastic is, I mean, we we didn't do our due diligence in regards to that, right? Yeah. Like, and now we're like trying to backpedal. Yeah, exactly. Like, Try something. Try this. Yeah, they're exactly. Like, no, no, we got saran wrap. It's like, how do you expect them to, you know, revert back when you've trained them to grow to and live rely their life on it? Yeah. An essential thing, right? So, so okay, the other thing too with the plastic mm-hmm. is like saran wrap yeah. in the restaurant industry. Yeah. Like, do they still use it? Yeah, they wrap <laughs> so much shit. Oh yeah, in that's it. true. Yeah, yeah. Like they're prepping. Yeah, it's in saran wrap. Totally. So it's like, you know, me with my beeswax yeah. cloths or whatever. I'm. We're doing what we can, I what think. What we right? can, but like. At the, at the, at the, yeah. At the end of the day, how big of an impact is that, right? Zero. Yeah. It's like. Minuscule. Very minuscule. Sure. I mean, think from like a climate change perspective, right? Like, yeah, we can we can do our part to make ourselves yeah. feel better and to like, you know, whether it's at that decimal percentage of a, a change but it's really the bigger corporations and the major polluters right that are that are, that need to really drive home those impacts that we need to offset you know the the, the climate change that's going on right now um, yeah well all those um big leaders didn't they all meet up yeah at, and then they all get in a big fight and <laughs> yeah, then exactly. they're like not getting along right now yeah cop yeah, yeah so yeah. So let's just, I don't know. I mean, just do what you can. I mean, just don't go the opposite direction. Just go balls to the Oh, no, wall. I'm just wearing all plastic right now. Oh, great. Yeah, this cool. is a polyester awesome. suit. <laughs> it never biodegrades. Oh, awesome. I'm wearing a fully PVC outfit, so. Oh, yeah. fantastic. You look great and waterproof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect for Vancouver. Cool. What is my sour? Um, 
I don't think I really have one. That's great because you yeah. haven't left the house in yeah, years. Exactly. <laughs> Literally, I'm a recluse, <laughs> to say the least. But I do have a suite. Yeah. Um, so I'll start with my suite, which um, it's a TV show um, called Sort of. Um, it's a CBC gem uh, oh. s- uh, show. And I think HBO just recently bought it as well and is streaming on their service. It's a Canadian TV ready. show. Yeah. Um, it's based in Toronto by this uh, actor, director, creator, writer named Bilal, Bilal Beg. B-I-L-A-L-B-A-I-G. Um, Bilal is, uh, uh, what's it called? Non-binary. So they go by them. They, them. Um, yes. It's really, really good. I've, I've ne- and I don't really like to watch a lot of like LGBTQIA stuff because I feel like it's very stereotypical and very like, you know, I just don't relate to it. I have a hard time relating to it, right? But this is one show where I, I love, I consume so quickly. I just immediately was hooked on it. Great, you know, everything, great writing, great characters, people of color, you know what I mean? Um, It addresses, it hits all those things that I, that are relevant to me in my life. But anyways, to kind of summarize um, the the synopsis, it's gender fluid millennial Sabi Meboob straddles various identities from sexy bartender at an LGBTQ bar to the youngest child in a large Pakistani family to the de facto parent of a downtown hipster family. Um, it's set in Toronto, so you have Canadian oh, representation as yeah. well. Um, it's on CBC, which is, you know, one of very my... Very Canadian. Yeah, very Canadian. Um, well well done, well well produced, well everything. Yeah, because um, sometimes CBC, it looks like yeah. budget. Shit's Creek was really good, yeah, so this right, is like, you know, um, but sort of is the new one that I'm just like, okay... I like this one more than Shit's Creek, to say the least. Okay, yeah. I'm going to watch it. Um, I need it, a new show anyway. It's kind of like Insecure vibes, but a bit different. Yeah. But it's really... I really, really liked it. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to put that on my watch yeah. list. Highly recommend it. And you can stream it for free, season one, on CBC Gem. Yes. Um, season two is currently in the works, but you... Can, can you only, stream that too? You have to pay for uh, the streaming services for season two. I'll yeah. pay for it. Yeah, if you can find it. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. But highly recommended. Um, I really enjoyed it. Oh, thank you. I will. I'm, I am looking for a new show. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's really good. I yeah. Cool. So that's my sweet. I like your sweet. What's your uh, sweet? My sweet is a. I'll have two. Mine's yeah. the book. Uh, you had lent me, crying in H Mart. Yeah. And I finally finished it. Yeah. Um, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I wonder if that's going to make me emotional or not. There is some parts that did. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think. You know, maybe for me, it's like any relationship that's mother-daughter, mm. it's more personal. Yeah. Um, and I like that she talked about food a lot. Cause yeah. I, I, you know, I yeah, have food Korean food. Yeah. And I see her describing it. And I have to ask Coleman too sometimes, yeah. like, is this something we've had before? It's like, yeah, yeah da, 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 da. I was like, oh, yeah, then I, <laughs> then I do know. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I also listen to some of her music. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's okay. It's not really yeah. like my style, but yeah. um, now knowing sort of what's behind it and right. all of that. Yeah. There's like a different way of listening to it. Yeah, for sure. Out of heartache. I'm excited uh, to read it. Yeah, so uh, it's an easy read. Yeah. And it's enjoyable. Totally. Um, and Love then it. my second one is, uh, do you, have you seen the series Dead to Me? Oh my God, I just finished season okay, three. Okay, so yeah, uh, I <laughs> really you think like of it? it. Yeah. Sure, the last season was kind of like kind of crazy yeah. and 
I was like, oh my gosh, if this happened, this show's so stupid. <laughs> and it happened. I yeah. was like, I still like it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I really liked it. And I still really like James Marsden. Yeah. He's really handsome. He's so <laughs> handsome. And he's a good actor, he's too. He's a good actor. Yeah, he's yeah. handsome and he's a good actor. Yeah. Um, but that's maybe, is that stemming from us growing up oh, seeing sure. him? Oh, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. It's the Zach Morris syndrome. He's a Zach. Right? Then, yeah, sign me up yeah. for that syndrome. Listen, I'm not going to deny what I find attractive. Yeah. It is what it is. Because he's, he's hot. Blame he's the system. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, yeah. no, you blame I tap media. That. Yeah. <laughs> I totally tap that. 100%. He's so hot. Anyways. So did you finish it? I did. And okay. I didn't know Christina Applegate had... Multiple sclerosis. Yeah. I know. I was like, okay, did she always look like that? Or did she gain weight? I read up later. She gained like over 40 pounds. Yeah, it was crazy. She's got yeah. limited mobility now. Yeah. Like she has to walk with a cane. Well, she got her star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame as well. Yeah. Just recently too. But yeah, it's... I was shocked by that because I was like, why does she look so different? I was like, is it just bad plastic surgery? Or... Yeah, because her eyes look weird too, but yeah. it, it is just... Um... She's just bloated. Yeah. Yeah. yeah was... And then I was like, oh shit. But she's a really good actor. She's a really good actor. I really enjoy her. Yeah. Um, I guess I've always enjoyed her. Married yeah. her children to like... What is it? Oops, the babysitter's dead. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> exactly. that's, that's, it's not. It's uh, don't else. tell mom. Don't tell mom the yeah. babysitter's dead. That was really a good. good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, I, it dawned on me too, watching, you know, season three, um, when she meets uh, Judy Hill's yeah. mom. Like I was like, reunion. oh, reunion. Married that's with children. That's very cute. I, I, I just clued in. I was like, oh, that's nice. But um, the, a spoiler, maybe not a spoiler. The last episode, right? Um, that, so they purposely filmed that last episode on the last day of filming, the bed scene specifically. Oh, so those tears were actually real? real. So after I read it, I was like, oh, I actually felt like really sad about it afterwards. Yeah, because they yeah. were like legit, like I know, snotty I was like, crying. I was like, this looks like real crying right now. <laughs> like, whoa, she really put herself in the character, yeah. like really snotty. I was like, you gotta read up on this. Like something's not, something's a bit too I raw I didn't know that. I thought they're really good actors. Yeah, but. I, I also like, like her, the Freaks and Geeks girl. Yeah, uh. Linda Cardinelli, yeah. Linda it's, Cardinelli, name, is that yeah. her name? What think, a very something Cardinelli, yeah. Italian name. Yeah. Anyways, I really enjoy her. But they're actually real friends in real life coming out of this. Like they became friends from Dead to Me, so that's why they're they have they have such good chemistry on the yeah, show. Yeah, they have really good rapport. Yeah. I feel like they could be friends forever. And yeah. Great, they're friends. Funny that you watched it. Yes, because I had watched it when it first came yeah. out, and yeah. I was like, I need more. Yeah. And then I, there was more. And I think it ended on a like it ended good. Yeah. I thought the second to last episode was it. And yeah. I was like, okay. Yeah. A lot of questions. Yeah. But I'm okay with it. And then I was like, yes, there's <laughs> one more next episode. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Dead to Me yet, yeah. yeah, three seasons to get through. But it's digestible. Yeah. I really, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I think we had some pretty good recommendations. We talked about some really relevant topics. Yeah. You know, I think a great episode 63. Fantastic episode sixty three. Yeah, well, let's play us out. Clunk clunk. That was episode sixty three. My bad joke. Yeah. How dare you? Okay. Well, I guess next time we'll see you. We'll be close to Christmas. Oh, holiday episode. We'll think of some juicy holiday topics to. Oh, sexy holiday topics. Until next time. Stay sexy. Yes, yeah, stay sexy. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye.